0: Blessings. Welcome to another episode of Boss Hijabipreneur. Women often appear to suffer from the misconception that to be successful in business or accepted in society, they have to diminish or denounce their faith or beliefs. As a business coach, I have encountered women cross culturally who face internal conflict regarding their religious identity, maintaining their family roles, and being their most authentic selves. I developed this podcast to help guide them back to reclaiming their faith, better define their roles as women so they can own their identity, live their absolute best life, and be a powerhouse in business. Let's tune in to today's episode, Already in Progress. I'm so glad we've invested the last couple of months tackling faith and finances. Our goal was to showcase that money can be an important tool to help you do more of the things you want to do in your life and business. And we are big on making sure we put faith at the forefront of each episode. So it's important to talk about money from a faith perspective. As Muslims, charity, giving, volunteering, and helping the orphan is a part of our faith and what we do. So it's only right we talk about the importance of charity. What prompted this particular theme was actually a meme that I saw on IG. You know, we we get our news and our, you know, everything from IG. But anyway... I saw recently that read and it says, happiness is giving charity for it is the sunnah. And sunnah just means the way of the prophet, the words and actions of Muhammad sallallahu wasallam And so I've invited our next guest uh, to come on and I wanted to t- her to first of all, to just talk about what she does and you know, what's important to her, but to also talk about uh, charity and why it's important as, um, you know, just a Muslim and a Muslim in business. So our guest today is Yasmin al-Hadi. She She's an attorney, chairwoman of Penny Pillar USA, comedian, philanthropist and relationship expert. And she only does that in her spare time. (laughs) And this week's episode, we're focusing on the importance of giving charity in Islam. So, Assalamualaikum, mi asbi. Oh, alaikum assalam, Halima. Thank you. How are you? Me on. Oh my yes, gosh,
1: yes, I'm so yes. excited to talk to
0: you. That's I'm I'm excited. I'm feeling.
1: Excited. I
0: love it. I love it. So, just love to give you. a brief background, I think that people maybe people don't know. So, I actually met you at a different um, event. I can't remember the event, but you were a speaker like up on the stage, and I loved your energy then. But Thank I didn't you. get a chance to talk to you. Yes, Mashallah, you have got. If I thought I had energy. So you, you, you <laughs> take you take the cake mashallah thank you but, yeah it's
1: called it's called adhd that's what
0: i, <laughs> I have it too sis i have it too <laughs> mashallah okay. but um you know most recently uh was when they had the hijab fest at howard yes. university yes. and you came you represented uh penny for penny appeal and yes. of course energy was just on fire thank and you. i, I want to want you to share a little bit about you but i also want you to share the story that you shared, because I think that that was important. You shared, like, the story as to why, like, you're so passionate about giving. So, uh, yeah, just kind of take us through that.
1: So thank you so much for having me on. Uh, It feels great to be talking to an audience that really cares about uh, faith and um, finance and family. Uh, And I myself was a student um, and, you know, just really lucky to be going to school on scholarship. Kind of came from a family that didn't have very much. Uh, didn't have a savings plan or like a, you know, like a a college safety net for me. Mm -hmm. So when I went off to college, I was, you know, basically poor, I was poor. And there was a terrible earthquake that happened in uh, Pakistan around um, 2004. And Siraj Wahaj, Wahaj, who, you know, is a very influential person in my life, as well as in many people's eyes, may God protect him. And I mean, and elevate him um, um, you know he came to uh, a community center uh, and to our university and he just talked about the importance of giving until it hurts and mm. I was like oh man is he talking about me because I'm broke <laughs> I'm in pain right now oh, <laughs> man. You know, I'm in pain sitting here I was in the very <laughs> back of the room and uh, he was convinced mm. that everyone in that room was going to give a thousand dollars Now, I had never seen had a thousand dollars in my life And he was raising money for these earthquake victims. And he was explaining that, you know, when you do that, when you give until it hurts, you're breaking the ego and you're breaking the fear that's associated with giving. And that there is this battle that happens in someone's heart and mind where they say, like, I can't afford it. I can't do it. And he's saying to, you know, ignore the voice of fear um, that Mm -hmm. is telling you that you will not be there will be no compensation for that because God promises us as he promised us through our prophet, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. you know, that, there, that anytime you give in the way of charity, you will never be decreased. You will only be increased. Even though your bank flow looks like it's decreasing.
0: Looks a little crazy. Looks mm-hmm. a little crazy.
1: Looks like a little <laughs> lopsided.
0: What's yes. happening
1: is that there's this something spiritual, there's something metaphysical that's happening that's actually going to right that lopsidedness. It's going to make things right. And it's really hard to believe in that. And mm-hmm. I remember just sitting there, like, please don't look at me. And he just sort of like, kind of like, locked <laughs> eyes with me. And he's oh, like, "Who will wow. we'll give? Who is the last person here? who will give a thousand dollars." And I, I, I saw my hand just like spontaneously, just oh god, it's going up, up, up. Whoa. And then I'm raising my hand for a thousand dollars. And I just remember thinking, like, how in the world am I going to do this? I, I mm-hmm. really, I just still remember the the heat in my face. Like mm. I felt my face was hot. Yeah, that was so uh almost like in total fear but I did Mm -hmm. I definitely gave until it was I I went past that fear so I gave until it kind of was going to hurt so I Mm -hmm. started I was working two jobs already um just to like be able to pay for my books because my scholarship covered my schooling but it didn't cover my books and subhanAllah lots of things started happening then I found out so I I made oh I'll first say I made my first payment of a hundred and uh I want to say fifty dollars yeah that was my first payment so I had seventy two dollars in the in my bank account I took mm-hmm. out 50. I left 22 so it wouldn't close. Mm-hmm. And then my mom had given me $100 because I was, like, looking kind of tore up from the floor up. And she was, like, you need to get some clothes. Like, you need to buy a new hijab. Is that a hole in your shirt? I was, like, maybe. She was, like, disgusting. Get your stuff together. I was, like, okay, oh, no. But I just took the money she gave me, which was $100, which was, like, not easy for my mom to give me. Yes. And uh, I just put it with that 50. I put down my first payment of 150. And I was already working through jobs. Bismillah. Bismillah. It, yes. took me, it took me a year and a half to pay off the thousand dollar commitment, like I said, I had never seen a thousand dollars at one time in my life, so I had to pay mm. this off slowly. I picked up a third job that I worked mm-hmm. on the weekends because so I worked two during the week and alhamdulillah, i i you know lots of lots of good things started happening first of all, I found out I got a scholarship to pay for my books, which was a huge deal wow. so yes, it is so surprising like i didn't there was just no way I could have expected. And then I, I got, I ended up my sophomore year, I ended up getting a, a scholarship to cover the books. And then, um, in my last payment, the, the payment I made was the final payment was a $150 payment. It was mm-hmm. my final payment. And I remember that week I was kind of down because I had like lost this other, other scholarship to go to law school. I didn't know what I was going to do grad school wise. And then mm-hmm. I went to sleep and the next morning I got a phone call and they said, Hey, you know that you took a test, you took this exam. Uh, you scored really well on this exam. We'd love to, you know, offer you a scholarship. I was like, what exam? Like, what are they talking about? Uh, apparently, mm-hmm. I had taken an Arabic exam as a part of my Arabic class, and I scored pretty well, and mm-hmm. they offered me a, a full ride to go to the American University in Cairo to do a graduate so fellowship in Arabic. It. So I was like, what is this, you know? Yeah. And that was a full ride to do that. Uh, and then I would have a, you know, I'd have a dream to remember that moment, that very emotional, difficult, painful moment when I agreed to give that money. Yes. Um, I had that same dream in Egypt when I was over there and I found out, I remember waking up in the morning and getting an email from, uh, you know, UCLA law school mm-hmm. and saying, mm-hmm. Hey, we'd love to offer you a, a position, you know, a place basically uh, in our, in our incoming class. And, you know, you got a, you got a scholarship, a full scholarship to do that. And I would, would um, subhanallah and then I would, I'd find out that I, you know, I got a full ride to go to Princeton later to do my master's in public policy. So, Subhanallah, that that thousand dollar commitment that I made over a period of a year and a half turned into a over two hundred and fifty thousand dollar return. I
0: was gonna say it's yeah. like yeah, 200,
1: 300 fold. You Absolutely, know? yeah, it probably is more like more like three fifty or four hundred. You're right.
0: So I mean, Subhanallah,
1: and you know, my entire life I've tried to just dedicate to being a public servant because mm-hmm. I really do believe that when you do give, not only are you going to re- get get things in return, which is important, but you will actually, your heart will be at ease and you will find mm-hmm. a solace and a happiness and an opening in life. And, and I believe that comes from feeling free. Yes. You know, I think that what Imam Sriracha Hajj was talking about is you're, you're, it's like chains of fear. Mm-hmm. And when you can break past that that bondage of fear, you mm-hmm. enter a free zone where you really believe that God has your back as long as you are giving back
0: and obedient and, and almost and being obedient, obedient. Yes. There's, a, there's a level of uh yes. you know obedience you know for to, me you know pro- that, probably the structure. hardest thing yes yes yes, yes. yes. and that god. literally he's he's a god of order That's you know right. allah is is a That's deity right. of order and like it yeah. just follow just follow the list exactly you know? exactly you know amazing things will happen so i love it i believe and, that. I, I wanted, I so wanted you to share that story. Like when I was thinking about, you know, an episode on charity. So, you know, we, we're talking faith and finances and you can't talk about faith and finances and not talk about charity. Right. So when you are given something, even if it's a dollar, you know, there's a portion of that, that you should be giving away. Yes. Just period. Just yes. period and so you know when i was thinking about it i said who would do this episode justice and you immediately came to mind because i remember your story Mm -hmm. and i remember you telling your story and i'm like before you even finished i'm like well where's the bucket like is there a bucket you know from yeah you know to contribute in some way i don't care what it was you know i needed to contribute because i needed to be you know i want i wanted to have that experience that you're talking about Mm -hmm. and our quote of the week i normally give it at the end but i'm going to read it out real quick before we move on. But um, it basically says the first person who benefits from charity is the benefactor himself mm-hmm. by seeing changes in himself mm-hmm. and in his manners by finding peace mm-hmm. by watching a smile form on the lips of another person. Oh, yeah. And that's by Ayyid Ibn Abdullah El Karani. It was so beautiful. And I was like, this so fit it. And it so fits just what you're talking about right now. That's so the truth. You have like, like you're superwoman, first of all. And, you know, you know, in your bio, you have, you know, that you're an attorney. You have that. You're the chairwoman, you're comedian, philanthropist, relationship expert. But you're also an umi. You're a mom. Too. I am. That's yes! the
1: most important job.
0: Masha'Allah, yes. Absolutely. You are raising, you know, the next generation yes. of Muslims. Yes. And alhamdulillah. 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 So just, you know, with, you know, with your background yeah. you have an eclectic mix right yeah. you're so you're so passionate about everything that you're doing is yeah. there one thing that you would maybe choose over another or do you feel like all of those things make you who you are
1: i do you know that's a great question because i'm now entering that space where i'm asking allah for a lot of assistance i'm asking mm-hmm. god for for direction working now to see if there's something that i should be doing more of in at this time i feel like god is sort of opens a lot of doors for me to continue what I'm doing because they do make up who I am. There's not a moment that my law background doesn't inform my giving actually, or Mm -hmm. that, you know, that something that I'm doing in the, in the philanthropy that I do isn't informed by also the relationship understanding that I have. And the comedy is like everything in battling feelings of hopelessness in, you know, in, in making light of a situation that's difficult. So in a lot mm-hmm. of ways, this eclectic mix helps me deal with either the clients that I'm working with or to help mm-hmm. the most amount of people. But I am, I feel like the comedy route is sort of like um, deepening for me and opening for me. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, following that a little bit right now. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm also just like so grateful to be a mom. And so I don't know, yes. if, you know, I, I'm I'm like just asking God for direction for what will help me be also very present for my children. And I don't mm-hmm. you know, I don't have the answer. I think if somebody's like, oh I know it all. I've got it figured out, they're just lying. We're yes they are. To put it
0: to put it, it like out. boldly and bluntly. Like yeah. stop it. Yeah,
1: like you well, know? like like for example, you call me a superwoman. I don't I definitely don't feel that way. I feel super spread out. I feel, mm-hmm. I feel super crazy, but you know, in a, in a lot of ways, I just feel like that's okay. It's okay to feel crazy. It's okay to have, to be on a journey as long as you're not hurting people, you know, yes. as long as you are actually in the service of people, like, yes. like chip away at all the notions of these boxes that you're supposed to be fitting in, but just make sure you don't, you're not doing wrong by anybody. And I, and I feel like my kids, it's like, that's, that's what I got to do right. You know, they have a right. They have a right. They have a right over us. Mm -hmm. And so that's Mm -hmm. what I'm kind of, I'm hoping to focus on uh, just any part of my career, inshallah, that God opens doors for me and that can make me be the most present mom for my kid. But I do also feel I will say this, I think that women who have many different experiences, it doesn't matter what experience that is. Mm -hmm. When they bring that to their children and they make their children more balanced, beautiful, rounded human beings, then Mm -hmm. then that's a win for society, you know, and it just it reminds me of that, you know, the the quote of Malcolm X, it's attributed to him where he says, you know, when you teach a man, you teach a family, but when you teach a woman, you teach an entire generation. Absolutely. And so I, I feel like as much as possible, I'm trying to just like ask for guidance and keep doing Mm -hmm. what I'm supposed to do putting one foot in front of the other and, and, and servicing, you know, the world, uh, by being
0: productive. I mean, I love it. And literally like when you look at everything that you do, like all of it is, is in, in this realm of, of servanthood, you know, everything that you do, you're serving a different demographic of, you know, um, you know, just humanity, of the you. population. Yes. You know, you know So it's beautiful. Thank so you. keep doing what you're doing, mm-hmm. and you know, and anytime that you're, we're we're asking Allah and we we're seeking, you know, God's guidance first. We will we will always be successful. I I wholeheartedly um believe that. Thank you. Um. So please tell me, like, just to add on to what you were just talking about, yeah. how do you find fulfillment in your work? Well, um, I I feel like mm-hmm. you know the most important way to
1: be fulfilling what you do is, I you know. I was thinking about in the Quran it says um, in surah ali amran which is chapter 3 and verse 92 it says that you will not attain fulfillment and and fulfillment in spirituality right you will not mm-hmm. attain fulfillment spiritual until you give of what you love and God mm. and God knows what you give like yes everything that you're giving God knows it this is especially I think this is especially poignant when you're thinking about a relationship that you're in, either with your parents, your siblings, coworkers, maybe, or even obviously your spouse, a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we mm-hmm. give in ways that, like, don't even make sense. And we're just like, what is the return on this? But what this is trying to say, the Quran is trying to say here, you know, this, like, love letter to humanity is, like, God knows what you're doing. And so even mm-hmm. if it feels like sometimes it's a vacuum, like, you're just, like, Chipping away, giving, 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 giving. giving. giving, giving, giving and yes, it's like as long as <laughs> your intention is right and that you give of what you love, like pieces of yourself that you love, then mm-hmm. you're going to be rewarded and you're going to feel spiritually yeah. full. So I, mm-hmm. I do feel the most fulfilled when I see that. You know, and kind of going back to the quote that you were that you read. Um, when you see that smile on someone's face, whether it be your your child, mm-hmm. is like the the most special thing. Like after you feed them and they smile at you, and they hug you, and they say thank you, yes. mama. You know, you're just like wow, I am a superhero. You know, that's yeah, the most powerful. But oh, so I, you nice. know, I just I feel that um, spiritual fulfillment happens to me when I do kind of break myself a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I and you know I've always it's interesting I feel like we live in a world where people are like you know you you know you got to do self-care you got to be thinking Mm -hmm. about yourself first you know you got to put yourself Mm -hmm. first and like in a lot of ways obviously you should take care of yourself but I do Mm -hmm. believe that taking care of yourself is giving of what you love that's taking care of your because it's taking care of your soul and so I believe instead of like self-care and being obsessed with yourself you should be really thinking about soul care and thinking about like, how do I preserve my soul so that I am, I am in a state where I can stand before God and say, I did something in gratitude for what you've given me. And you know, a lot of people say, Oh, you are a strong woman. Like, okay. Like when you're strong, like that comes with Mm -hmm. some territory, right? Like people, sometimes Mm -hmm. people think, Oh, like, Oh, you're strong. You're so strong or you're so like brave or whatever. That should mean that your life is easy. no, None of the prophets lives were easy people. Those are like the best of humanity that were chosen by God. So like, yeah, what you need to be thinking about, I think is a different lens is like, if I'm really a strong woman, or if I'm a strong man, then that means I can carry a heavier burden. That means that I'm able to carry a heavier, carry a heavier load for maybe someone else who can't carry as much and yes. there is and if we think about it Allah, that, says that Allah
0: says that to he us Allah says that to us too like yes. you know I will test you so yes. the more the more you believe yes <laughs> the more I'm going to test yes.
1: you and people so I know Ooh. I know some people out there be like I'm done I'm good I'm good with the test <laughs> I've aced this exam again another one. I'm telling you exam. right now
0: I have said that since I have said that out loud <gasps> okay I'm like look Allah okay like don't not don't send me anymore okay yeah, like my plate's full didn't i did not do good <laughs> my plate's full i
1: aced that last <laughs> exam yeah but you know but the truth is like that means oh. that you're strong and that means you can carry more Masha'Allah. may god give yeah. you strength and elevate your position
0: Alhamdulillah. And, Alhamdulillah. You know, and make you someone mm-hmm. who will be
1: a thought leader and an inspiration to the people around you but i i really want to push people to think about the generosity of your spirit Because I do believe that that is what creates fulfillment. That is Mm -hmm. what creates fulfillment. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's God's promise. That ain't mine.
0: Alhamdulillah. 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 And, you know, just to add on, you know, sometimes, you know, we're looking for the now. We're looking for that reward. Mm -hmm. And we're looking for that, you know, in the now. And what we have to understand is that as Muslims, that reward may not come for our entire lifetime. It may come in the akhirah. You know, uh, so true yes so um, yeah I j- just recent khutbah um, that was just talking about that and it was so amazing Suri Yassin, that's yes. that's one of the kind of like lessons yes. of that um, you know particular surah so okay. really cool I, really, I, I remember really, I made really a du'a cool.
1: I'll tell this to the viewers. Mm-hmm. I made a du'a for seven years the mm. same du'a man and I remember when it came when the, when the answer came for the du'a it was resounding mm. you know like the answer was deafening it was this boom response so but you know it mm-hmm. took seven years and I don't even know if some of us have seven minutes for an <laughs> attention span on a YouTube video that's getting too long right let me tell
0: you so we're yes. like
1: living in this like very odd time where you are talking about instantaneous that's mm-hmm. all that's that's all we think about it's got to happen right now oh you didn't answer my text oh you're gonna do me like that like chill <laughs> and
0: literally like it's like at the 30 second mark exactly right 30 seconds why didn't you answer me back why would you not
1: run me back you're like um i don't know i guess i'm living i have a life
0: <laughs> sorry I love it, yes, you know SubhanAllah. <laughs> you know? So need to so, grow up okay. a little bit. Yeah and give a little bit depth to you. And, exactly. Exactly. Subhanallah. So, so speaking of depth. Yes. Depth. Yes. Right. Why should we care about giving um charity as Muslims? So wh- yes. why right? so okay, so first of all, everything about the
1: examples of prophethood, if we're talking mm-hmm. about the Quran, the Bible or the Torah is mm-hmm you know, these examples of humanity that sort of gave and served those around them and were given a station, a very high station as a result. So mm. I think that as Muslims we should really be thinking about charity because if we're not helping the people that are less than us and I think that we are in a state of ingratitude and really mm. ingratitude is the real definition of kafara in Arabic. Subhanallah, kufr. Yes. So kufr, yes. kufr or the disbelief is actually equated to In gratitude. Mm. So if you are not giving in the way of charity, then you are sitting here acting like you're grateful, but you are definitely not grateful. And Mm. and you can't front in front of God. Like you ain't like no one's going to pull the wool over Allah's eyes. Over God's God's eyes, exactly. And sometimes we even trick ourselves, like, well, you know, Mm. well, God knows, like, you know, I got my, like, raise or whatever, but I can't really, you know, because I'm doing, I got a lot of responsibilities, okay, but my raise is coming up, and I'm going to use it for this, and I want to do this project in the house, or I want, and it's like, you're sort of like, oh, well, you know, I'm still helping the orphan, because I still got this, like, one sponsorship that I'm doing, or, you know, like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm doing enough. And Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I'd like to challenge people to push back on that you know 2.5% mm-hmm. for Zakat is the bare minimum minimum and we mm. Muslims ain't even doing that there's so mm. many of us that are not doing the basic minimum conduct and so really I think we should be looking to excel I don't mm-hmm. not, we shouldn't be chasing the floor people look mm-hmm. up at the ceiling and try to smash through it you know I, I yes. want people to excel
0: because who are the two that were around the Prophet Sallallahu wasallam, that would always like battle, like who would give more? Well, I forget the two well, that would.
1: It's, I mean, Abu Bakr and Umar. Yes. They, they yes. were kept battling <laughs> about, oh, well, I'm going to give all my wealth. Okay, I'm going to give half my wealth. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, <laughs> these are that's our legacy, right? So our legacy is trying to smash into excellence, excellence. Yes. Yes. And, and I think that that's what we should be living by. But I do think that it's a part of being grateful. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, that is why I think it's so important in Islam because Islam oh. is really about uh, giving your acceptance mm-hmm. to God. But giving mm-hmm. your acceptance to God means giving your gratitude to God, and that means giving to mm-hmm. his people
0: and to his creation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just you know just thinking about the word amana yes you know the things that have been entrusted to us yes. and it's our children it's our wealth you know what i mean and yes. if we think about it our children are our wealth they, they are, they they are. They're, they're what we leave behind so just thinking about all of those things you know you can just think of uh, thousands and thousands of stories of how you know if it wasn't monetary how they you know how uh, different people sacrifice so, so true. yeah subhanallah so now here's the thing. So I think some people are skeptical, skeptical nowadays, mm-hmm. like about like, okay, what's a worthy charity? What's a worthy mm-hmm, cause and mm-hmm. like that. So can you kind of give us like, how do we determine what causes a worthy card- causes and, and just what, what should we look for? So
1: uh, that's a great question. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm looking at a charity, I'm one of, I want a charity that's transparent. I want to be able to mm-hmm. get reports or if I'm emailing <laughs> them, I want to be able to get a response to know, mm-hmm. okay, what's going on with that, with the long-term solutions. I'm not looking at mm-hmm. a band-aid. I don't want a band-aid organization. I want an organization that thinks about sustainability and it's about, and about creating real change by helping people change their own condition. And that's really mm. what helped me choose Penny Peel USA as an mm-hmm. organization that I wanted to lead and an organization that I wanted to be a part of. Um, mm-hmm. Penny Peel USA prides itself in thinking about you Know alleviating intergenerational poverty and really doing mm-hmm. that means so, for example, for Eid al Abha, which is just about round the corner here for Korban, yes. season or you know, the Eid the, the of Sacrifice that's mm-hmm. commemorating the life of Ibrahim alayhi salam, and his his mm-hmm. uh, total devotion to God's will. And mm-hmm. you know, what's so great about Panipile USA, sure, you can have meat, you can send meat to people who are in need and who you know really would love the treat of having uh, a, a delicious protein to have for a meal. But you can also mm-hmm. send some family a pregnant goat, right? This mm-hmm. is a, a livestock, so that that livestock will create a livelihood for that mm-hmm. family, right? They get milk from that. It means that they mm-hmm. can create a small family of other livestock. So we're looking at mm-hmm. how do you create these kinds of sustainable solutions on the domestic side, so on kind of you say the domestic side, we also do work um, domestically. For example, we do work on bridging the, the digital divide. So we look at Title I mm-hmm. schools and we build computer labs. So, how do you mm-hmm. train children who maybe don't have the same opportunities as other kids because of their school resources being quite low in the public sector mm-hmm. and saying, okay, these kids should have access to the same technology that rich kids have, right? And Mm -hmm, and then we do training for the parents so that they learn how to use that technology as well. They're helping their kids, but maybe they're helping themselves and getting themselves job ready for the next phase, the next, um, you know, job that is going to take them to the next level of success. So that Mm -hmm. I really think that when you're looking at a charity for a worthy cause, it should speak to you. It really Mm -hmm. should speak to you. But you should really think about transparency to make sure that your money is going to a source that reports to the government. You know, re- reports to the proper reporting agencies. You get reports to yourself too, so that you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And you should also be looking at ones that create solutions, not just short term,
0: but long term.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and I think the, and I think the, people the cause has to speak to you. So that's what I think. That, that's yes. that's three pieces.
0: And and I think that you know, just that last part that you were talking about is that you know, um, that you know, it creates a solution. I think that a lot of times we see like causes that are really just like putting a band-aid and i think that's where we're like i don't why am i gonna give to that they're gonna be back next year exactly you know what i mean so like yeah i think that's but you know the the
1: big thing is again if if it if the cause doesn't speak to you then it may not be worthy um so Mm -hmm. but yeah this uh, this has just been such an excellent conversation with you helena
0: I love it. Yeah, me too. Like first of all, I learned like three different things. So, like and I'm going to apply them like immediately. Yay. So, I love, love, love. No, seriously. Love like you. um one of the one of the things that I love about doing this is that, you know, I never know what you guys are going to say. Yes. You know what I mean? And so that's that's the amazing um, you know, part of it and just, you know, just, you know, constantly learning and that's the reason why we created the podcast in the first place. I love so, that. alhamdulillah. Yes. So um, what has been the most challenging pursuit? What is something that you've gone after and and it has been the most challenging um, thing? I mean,
1: being a mom, oh man, Mm. that has been the most challenging because there's another soul that uh, is animated with, you know, ideas and opinions and wants and needs that you can't control uh and Mm -hmm. that you're responsible for and that you feel like the stakes are the highest so that's been the hardest Mm -hmm. i will have to say, (laughs) being a mom learning learning um how to how to fix things that have gone wrong uh, meaning that you Mm -hmm. know like you've approached an uh, issue an issue with your kids maybe the wrong way and learning Mm -hmm. and growing and saying okay i shouldn't have yelled there yeah I've got to control this
0: anger, truth here. This anger yes. monster
1: because I'm teaching <sighs> this child to be an angry monster. And that's not good, even by not telling them, hey, you should be an angry monster, but showing them the improper behavior. Mm-hmm. So that, Dependent. I'm being honest with you, that has been the absolute hardest. Everything else you can sort of wrap your mind around. A job? Okay. When you're a mom, it's 24-7. That's not something yes. you clock out of.
0: And now I'm gonna tell you: once you're a mom, you're always a mom. I believe it does not turn off. My son is 21 years old. It does not. That's still your turn off. You probably
1: still see him. It's still my baby. That
0: crawling little beautiful absolutely with the big beautiful with the big you know eyes. Absolutely, absolutely, Absolutely. You will never be 21 or whatever.
1: And I'm like, you were just a fetus.
0: (laughs) You just were. You were.
1: You were on the in my womb. Tiny thing. Acting like a man. Alhamdulillah. I know. Have. Who do
0: you think you are? He's walking like, around like a man. Bring that down. I'm like, you ain't a man. <laughs> <Okay>. Mashallah, mashallah. <laughs> so name of the uh, you know podcast is Bossy preneur. So we have to ask this question of every guest. Okay. What does it mean to be a Bossy jabby?
1: Oh, man. I just think it means being 100% in ownership of your choices. Mm. I think it means that you have full agency in choosing to be to in choosing to be the best version of yourself and knowing oh. that it's not easy mm-hmm. but that's okay, yeah, and internalizing the compassion for yourself but for also other people
0: I love it yes sister sister so, <laughs> we keep faith in the mix, okay, so without our faith, we can do none of these other things right. so. What is your favorite ayah, hadith, or quote that you live by?
1: So I, I really love uh, that that quote from Ali Amran that I mentioned, which is um, chapter three, verse ninety two. You give of what you love to attain. Mm-hmm. You won't you won't attain that spiritual uh, the, the, the righteousness and the and the height of your spiritual fulfillment until you, you do that. But uh, you know I also just think like Allah subhanahu wa taala he 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 measures our actions by our intention. So mm. I really think about that a lot. Like your mm-hmm. actions are by your intentions. I think a lot about also, you won't enter heaven with an ounce of arrogance in your heart. That's a no. that is a, a a quote of the Prophet Muhammad in the Hadith and the tradition by him. And and I, and the Sahabi who is asking him says, "Wait, wait, but I like wearing nice clothes. Mm-hmm. Like does that make I me that. arrogant? Mm-hmm, right?" And the Prophet was like, mm-hmm. "No, being arrogant means di- being dismissive of other people, right? Mm. Cutting people down. Wow." Mm wow so i think about that a lot like how do mm-hmm. you make everybody feel like they're important the prophet said them he would turn his whole body towards mm-hmm. somebody to make someone feel important when he's talking to them right this is an, mm-hmm. these are important lessons to learn that arrogance don't mean that you can't look good
0: right, right?
1: so look good excel mm-hmm. in that yes. but also mm-hmm. know that that mm-hmm. means you have to treat people right
0: Mm, mashallah that's beautiful again another nugget another nugget (laughs) nugget. if you you didn't catch it you know what I mean if you didn't catch it you might want to you know I love you hit the rewind rewind button okay rewind it come back rewind okay (laughs) so mashallah so how can we support you how can we stay connected with you thank you you. I'm at yes
1: guru on instagram you can learn all about relationships comedy Making a little bit light of life, but also realizing the reality of life. I talk about the reality of racism. I talk about the reality of faith and holding on to it, a family. Um, mm-hmm. So you can check me out there. You can email me, yasmin.yazguru.com, if you have any questions. Um, and, you know, just look out. Maybe I'll be coming to a city near you doing comedy or something.
0: I love it. You yeah. know what? Chase your dreams, girl. Thank you, you know, and sometimes, you know, we can take all of those you know, past careers or past lives and you yes. can make it into something new and just, just be bomb at Thank it. You. Okay. Yeah. Just to be amazing or, at it. Or, so, just, me you know,
1: or just, just go day by day and let God yeah. guide you. Right. You know what? You know, that's even better. I'm just True. trying to do that. Cause I'm, I'm just surviving out here. People think <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm just treading water. Just pray for me you all that I, I'm a good mom because that's the single most important thing that, you're, that's the single most important legacy you're going to leave behind, those children. I mean, maybe you re- be rewarded Thank for you. your intention. Thank I'm you so curious. much. And not just our own children, I mean, by the way. This is for the aunties out there, for the women who can't have kids. It means The people that we mentor around in our lives, not just our physically, biologically born children. These are also the children of your heart and the people that you you put under your wing. It's so important that you make yes. little people that are younger than you, that are looking up to you, feel like they have someone to look up to and and confide in so that's for Subhanallah,
0: everybody. that's facts and yes and you know those are the people that will pray for you in your grave that's right everyone that you impact everyone that that's you right. encounter right. and you don't know how far reaching like th- we don't know how far reaching these episodes are that's so true. you know when when i look at the statistics and the the the, the on the episodes you know, we're going Tanzania. Amazing. You know what I mean? We're all over. You have no idea who's listening. So oh uh God. we don't we don't know how far reaching we well what, you know well, what, what we do will be.
1: That's Sadhaka so kajaria girl. That's that so I kajaria.
0: mean, let's hit it. I need kajaria all
1: of it. charity. I, I mean, What's up,
0: okay. how you doing? <laughs> that's awesome. That's freaking awesome. Delicious. Yes, me. I'm telling you, I can stay on here with you all day, okay? Because your energy Thank is you. just on a thousand. Thank okay? you. Okay, Thank you. Master. And Thank you. Uh, listen, you, you better take that comedy thing. On the road, yeah. seriously, sister, because I'm dying <laughs> over
1: here, okay? Thank you.
0: I'm hoping. Make dua for me. I will. You I will, sister. Abid, Abid, Abid. It's in the bag. It's already done. Thank you. I Abid. Mean. Thank, Thank you. you. MashaAllah. Well, Yasmin, Jazakallah Khair for uh, being on the show. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise. Thank you so much for just enlightening us, oh, really. I know. Um, Thank like, you for the
1: opportunity to, to learn and grow with
0: you I mean, I mean, I mean. So khair. go take care of those babies, um, inshallah, and we will talk soon. <gasps> okay, Prahara- okay. I'm I'm som- some. bye
1: guys.
0: This has been another spectacular episode of Boss Hijab Reprenor, brought to you by HD LLC and the Not Without My Hijab stage play. To find out more about services for women of faith in business, visit www.buandhd.com. Want to learn more about the next city up on the tour? Visit www.notwithoutmyhijab.com. It is our hope here on the Boss Hijabipreneur podcast that after each episode, you will be empowered to have a deeper connection in your spirituality, personal, and business relationships. As women of faith, we have a responsibility to learn our religion, apply it to our daily lives, and make a positive contribution in our local and global community. During the first 10 days of Dhul hijjah we wanted to point out the importance of faith as a foundation for every area of your life and encourage you, the listener, to include charity as a part of your worship and normal routine. Islam highly emphasizes the giving of charity that is beyond the requirements of Zakah. General charity is called Sadaqah. I want to thank our guest Yasmin for sharing her story and insight on charity with us. Please consider supporting the Not Without My Hijab and the Penny Appeal Qurbani Campaigns on launchgood.com during these blessed days and month. Allah subhanahu wa Taala quotes Prophet Isa, or Jesus, salam, as saying, And he has made me blessed wherever I am and has enjoined upon me prayer and zakah and as long as I remain alive. In Surah Maryam, Surah 19, verse 31. Salah strengthens our relationship with our creator, while zakah, obligatory charity, strengthens our relationship with his creation. My inspirational quote of the week, when Allah talks about giving to those who are in need of money, food, clothing, etc. in Surah al-Isra, he doesn't refer to it as helping the miskeen or giving charity to the miskeen. Allah refers to this act as giving them what is their right and what they deserve. It is their right upon me and you, and Allah is watching. Numan Ali Khan.